Welcome to the Social University Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today because we want to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and people just like you who want to build their business online. Listen, if we can do it, you can do it. So let's go. Good morning. I'm Karen Trotis with Social U. It is that time of the week. Every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Central, we come to you live so we can talk about social media tips, tricks, and trends. This month is Mental Health Month, so that is what we are focusing on for May. Uh, last week, if in case you weren't with us, we talked about how to kind of keep your mental health around social media, which can be a challenge, as you guys, I'm sure, know. Today, we're going to talk about bandwidth, burnout, and being proactive. Next week, we're going to talk about how to take a break from social media without damaging your business. And the last week of this month, we're going to talk about dealing with negative comments, trolls, and reviews. Yeah, that's always a challenge, Um, especially as a business owner. You definitely get defensive when someone attacks you personally or attacks your business. We want to talk about that in the best way that you can handle it so you don't lose your mind or damage your reputation online. So let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about bandwidth, burnout, being proactive, um, ways to get ahead. So, okay, what do I mean when I mean bandwidth? Uh, Bandwidth is basically what you can handle without losing your mind. There are so many different social media channels. There are easily, like there's a top 10 of readily available, used everyday social media channels. You can see multiples of them represented behind me here on the wall. You do not have to be all things to all people. You do not have to be everywhere, everything, all at once. Pick your best representation and focus on that specifically. It is better to have two platforms that you are very good at that represent you well, that target your ideal client or your ideal community than it is to be on every platform poorly. So you need to take a look at your target demographic and focus on the platforms that represent you the best. Now, do we have clients that are on multiple platforms up to five? Yeah, we do. And the reason we do is because they don't have to work that their bandwidth isn't even a factor in that puzzle in that issue that allows them to kind of offload that uh, mental capacity onto us. And that's what we're for. But if you're a business owner, you wear a ton of hats. You're the janitor, you're the cheerleader, you're the accountant, you're, you're HR, and you're the marketing team. Pick your battles. What works for you? Pick two. Two is great. If you can handle three, three is great. But again, I'd much rather see you handle two really well than five poorly. Facebook is um, almost essential just because the whole world is on there. But if you are targeting a younger demographic, Facebook might be a waste of time. It might be better for you to go directly to um, Instagram and TikTok. It just depends on your audience. So once you've made your choice, it gets easier for you to have clarity on what you're going to do with that choice. Okay, now let's talk about how to avoid social media burnout. And I'm talking about it from a social media manager's perspective or a small business owner's perspective. How do you avoid burnout when you literally have to be online for your job or for your business every single day? I can tell you one of the things that I personally do, if it's not work-related, I might not look at it for days. I've had multiple people say, I sent you a message on Instagram. Did you send it to my business account? I'm not looking at it. 
it helps save my sanity. I can't be in and out of multiple platforms every single day personally when I have to do it professionally. So um, yeah, that's just one of the things that I do. It's part of my boundaries, which is number one. You have to set boundaries and be able to step away. I do not look at social media platforms. Once I cross the threshold to my bedroom, I'm done. I don't get on social media platforms uh, when I know I'm going to bed. Um, I also use the setting on my phone that changes the light uh, at 10 p.m. It changes and it doesn't change back until 7 a.m. I have to have um, I, I don't want that disruptive, you know, the blue light. You know what I'm talking about. So you can change that setting on your phone so that it protects you and it helps you long term know your boundaries. If you know that you're going to go down a YouTube rabbit hole, maybe remove the app from your phone and only use it when you're on your laptop. There's there's different ways to do it. You know yourself better than anybody, but set your boundaries. If part of your boundaries, yes, Jason, 100% boundaries are super important. If you know that you're going to go down the rabbit hole on TikTok, make it a reward or only do it while you're working out or only do it during Uh, The commercials on, you know, oh yeah, nobody watches commercials anymore, but you guys set your own boundaries that work for you. Number two, you can reduce posting temporarily. If you're going through a particularly stressful time, you don't want to come off of everything so that there's this big gap in your posting. But if you're posting five times a day, every single week, that's a lot. Almost for any, any of the platforms, that's almost... It's not too much, but it is a lot. So if you're starting to have burnout and you need some relief, only post twice a week for a month. Only post uh, four times instead of five times. Pull back your posting frequency to save your mental health. Number three, you need to have a realistic expectation of how long it takes you to actually do the tasks that you have assigned yourself to do. One of the best things I can tell you for that, there's this wonderful app. It's free called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. There's no E. And it will help you figure out how long you're spending on each item. You may in your head think, you know, I can totally do that in an hour. When in reality, it takes you two and a half hours. Having a realistic understanding helps you set a realistic expectation. So once you know how long it takes you, if if you know for a fact it takes you an hour to schedule all of Facebook posts, then only allowing yourself 30 minutes is going to you're automatically signing yourself up for stress and burnout, realistic expectations, realistic goals. Um, Number four, know what makes you money. Now I'll be the first person to tell you, of course I have favorites. I love TikTok. It's my favorite. I love YouTube. Does it make me money? Yeah, we get leads for both of those platforms. So it makes sense for me to spend time there. If I'm spending two hours a week posting on Instagram and we're not getting any conversions, Why would I continue to do that? If I am posting an hour a week on Pinterest and we're not getting any views, we're getting 100 views a month, why? Why would we do that? So you have to look at those analytics and figure out what works for you so you know if you need to continue down that avenue. I'm always hesitant to tell you to totally abandon a platform, but you do need to know where the money comes from so you'll know which path to take. Number five, recognize when you need help. That was a very difficult decision for me to make when I was a newer business owner to make that decision. You know, I think I'm drowning. I think I need a lifeline. I think I'm going to need to hire somebody. That was a, my first hire was very difficult and painful for me. One, because I waited too long. And um, two, because I waited too long. You, 
need to know when you've reached your breaking point where you need help. And it doesn't have to, you don't have to go from zero to 60. It could be very simple. If you're posting on Facebook and Instagram and you love the Instagram part and Facebook makes you cringe or throw up, then stay away from that. Offload that one thing to help save your own sanity. If you know that writing blogs stresses you out and because it stresses you out, you push it, push it back or wait to the last minute, or it's only 300 words. That's the thing you need to give away. So if it stresses you out, like I, there's a reason I'm not a bookkeeper. That is not my forte. There's a reason we have a bookkeeper who I love dearly and answers all my bookkeeping questions and makes sure that I don't go to jail. It causes me so much stress. Is it worth it to have somebody to do that for me? 100%. So recognize when you need assistance and actually get that assistance. Um, number six, um, oh, I, I kind of combine those. Number five is recognize that you need help. And number six is actually get the help. If you know that you're struggling with three platforms and you need to give one away, give one away. Uh, we can do that. We can do a single platform. We can do two platforms. If you're the salesperson for your company and you're the one that generates the income and you're the one that makes the money, spend your time making the money and give away everything that doesn't make you money. And that doesn't have to be necessarily work-related activities. If you know it takes you two hours to cut your mow your lawn or cut your grass, and you could be generating $150 an hour of income in those two hours, is it cheaper to pay somebody to do it? 100%. So you have to kind of evaluate, does this make me money? Is it pushing my business forward? Does it make most sense for me to offload it to something else? That is truly deeply a lifesaver. Number seven, creating automatic replies. It is totally okay not to check your email every five minutes. Check it once a day and be done. Um, if you really need to check it twice a day, if you're working on a if you're working on a project, email is not the method of communication anyway. You need to be in Slack or Asana or Trello where you can get those notifications directly to your phone if you're in the middle of a time sensitive project. But set those boundaries. I only check my social email once a day. I only check my um, Speakeasy email once a day. I cannot live for the ding every time my computer dings or every time my phone dings. I'm not running to see who it is. I can't do that. It distracts me, especially if I'm in the middle of trying to create uh, material for classes or for training. It helps keep me focused. Number eight, um, again, I've touched on this briefly already. Reevaluate your platforms. Take a look at what's actually working for you so you can focus on that. Um, number nine, create, the, and this is part of the being proactive. This is how you get ahead so that you, and, and essentially that's what we've done. I've broken this out into three pieces. The first part we talked about bandwidth and what works for you. The rest of these is burnout and how to avoid burnout. From this point forward, we're going to talk about the proactive part. How do you proactively prepare yourself so that you can prevent burnout long-term? Well, you need a content calendar. Nothing is more stressful than, oh my gosh, it's four o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. I've got an appointment coming in in five minutes. I haven't posted anything in two days. What am I going to do? A content calendar helps you escape that. If you have a two-week rotation, and we have a free content calendar template on our website, go to our website homepage and download it totally free and customizable. So you can go in there and um, if testimony, ideally testimonials twice a month, that's an awesome thing to have. Tips. Um, you want to educate, inform, entertain, ask questions, answer questions. This is the day that I post video. If you know this first and third Tuesday of every month are your testimonial days, you can go in at one time and make six testimonials at one time and schedule them ahead for the next three months and you're done. 
so much easier when you know the content that you need to create versus just a kind of random willy nilly. What am I going to post today? Plus, if it's not feeding your strategy, you're not actually helping yourself long term. So having that strategy with that content plan in place, one of the best things you can do to prevent burnout. Uh, number 10, create a crisis plan. Have we Clients that we've had for years, and we have clients that we've had for years and years, we have foul weather plans in place. If there's, and this is Alabama, you're just as likely to close down early for snow as you are for a tornado. So we already have those graphics generated in their client folders and ready to go so that if you're in the middle of your business and you know you have to close early and go home because there's a tornado warning, it's a very simple thing to pull it out of that folder and post it. Very simple thing. If you have um, what and whatever is considered a crisis for your company. And of course, that depends on what you do. Um, that's funny. <laughs> Becky's crisis plan. Call Karen. That's funny. Um, and also true. Uh, but like when COVID hit, we sat down and made crisis plans for our client base so that they we knew what we needed to do and they knew what they needed to do. Uh, we have protocols in place for PR emergencies. Knowing what you're going, how you're going to respond helps you long term and alleviate stress. That's why I want to focus on negative reviews and negative comments. Knowing how you're going to respond to that alleviates the stress of being in the moment going, What am I going to do with this terrible review? We're going to help you with that. Um, Okay, number 11. Verify your current systems that are in place. Does your intake process actually work? Is it effective? Do you need to edit that? If you got hit by a bus tomorrow, could somebody come in and pick up what you were doing and execute effectively? That's the kind of thing you need to ask yourself. Does every team member have what they need to move forward if something happens? If there was a, and it, I learned this the hard way in my own business. If there's an emergency with a team member, is everything in place where another team member can walk in behind them and pick it up and have this smooth transition? 100%. Wasn't always like that. It is now, but it wasn't always. Again, I learn have to learn everything the hard way. So knowing what you're going to do in case of emergency or is, is great, but having a system in place that your process is in place and established is the first step to avoiding the emergency altogether. Um, number 12, schedule, 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 schedule all of your posts ahead of time. It is the best, most wonderful feeling ever to know you're on vacation and you don't have to touch it. Now, you have a couple of platforms that make you post in the moment. TikTok, bless their heart. You have to have to do it this day of. So if you're going on vacation, that's when you turn to your team member. You turn to maybe another business owner. You guys trade off. I'm going on vacation this week. If you'll post this for me, I'll do yours for you while you're out of town. Very simple. Or that might be the week you need a virtual assistant. Or that might be the week that you need us to help you post. Schedule it as much as you can. Facebook allows you to schedule inside Facebook. Instagram allows you, Facebook allows you to schedule your Instagram. You can now use Tailwind, of course, to schedule on Pinterest. You can use um, Later and Hootsuite, great scheduling tools, but every single platform allows you to schedule, except for TikTok. And reels, you still have to do reels. No, that's not right. Yeah, that's right. You have to do reels in the moment. You can schedule stories but you have to do reels in the moment. 
sadly. Hopefully that will change. We'll see. Um, Okay. And the very last one, maintain healthy habits. If it works for you and it doesn't burn you out, it's probably okay to keep doing it. If you're doing it and you know you're creating your own problem, maybe reviewing that and putting a stop to it is a good idea. So do maintain those healthy habits. Do maintain those boundaries. Do evaluate your business statistics once every quarter to make sure you're on the right page and you're going the right direction. You have to check those things to know if you're if you're doing it right. And that is it for me today. We will be back again next week. And let's see, next week, what are we talking about next week? How to take a break without hurting your business. Vacation time is right upon us. What do you do? How do you get around um, being off for a week or two weeks or even a month without damaging your online presence? We're going to address that all next week. Um, As always, if you have a question or an issue, you can leave a comment or send us a direct message. We're always happy to answer those and um, jump in and give our two cents. Me in particular, I'm all about the two cents. But until next week, I am Karen Taradis with Social U and I'm here to help. Thanks for joining us for the Social University podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media at Stay Social U. That's the letter U. And we will talk to you next week. Remember, you've got this.